For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Recorded live. Hello, everybody. Welcome to our third episode of Cosmo Radio featuring myself and Obido, except he's not here. So it's all me for the entire several hours about everything I hate in this region. Just kidding. Anyway, I generally first about the R and um him and the chili back and that will be great for our role play. They already seem to be very active. And clearly he's here just making a noise that's what he's good at. Hello everybody. I'm just kidding. She's not doing the entire episode all loads. I just had to run out of the house. So I had start the episode. Whoa, my music's loud. So, as Hunt was saying, this is our third episode. People thought we wouldn't get to the end of the month, but we did. We made it all the way to the 10th, the 20th, and 30th of March. And all you said it wouldn't happen, ha! You lose. But besides this being the third episode of Hunt and I Together. This is also the 10th episode total of Cosmo Radio. Did you know that, Hunt? I didn't know that, Obi. This is the 10th episode of Cosmo Radio in the four years or so that I've been doing Cosmo Radio and had Cosmo as a company. So we made it to number 10 with several breaks in between. This episode is going to be a little bit different. I plan to keep this episode going until we absolutely run out of things to talk about. And since you've got Hunt and myself here, that could be several hours. Now, I'm also also keeping this as an open mic episode. If you want to come on and talk, I'm not muting any mics. If Reg wants to come on here and ramble for 20 minutes, Reg can come on here and ramble for 20 minutes. We've got a ton of stuff to talk about, and I am not afraid to say what everyone else is afraid to say. I've never been afraid to, and I won't start now. We do have several topics to cover, because there's been a lot of activity going on lately in the region. We've got issues in the Senate to discuss issues in the courts to discuss. We got issues with Rich to discuss. We got things with media companies to to discuss. We've got states to discuss. We've got possible states military role play to discuss. We've got the world map role play to to discuss. We're not going to run our topics. So anything that anyone wants to say, we're all open mic. No problemo. 
So, Hunt, where would you like yes. to start? Well, seeing as clearly I have missed the boat on whatever's going on with Rajoni, let's start there. Okay. We'll start from the top. Reg, as many of us have noticed, has returned to the region again a few days ago. And remember, all these episodes of Cosmo Radio are pre-recorded. So today is Thursday, the 29th. You will be hearing this tomorrow, Friday, the 30th. But Reg has returned once again. And from what it seems, he's very... um, How can I properly state this? Reg is very motivated to make this his final straw, if you will. This is Reg's opportunity to make the region and make himself in the region whatever he wanted one last time. From everything that Reg has stated, it seems like he's basically had enough. He's going into other regions now. He's claiming that his career in other regions could be kicking off. He, we all know he's in both Europea and in the United Kingdom. We don't know what other regions he's a part of. But at B3, the media conglomerate company of B3, we know because we have an inside source who's telling us that Reg is also very upset with the culture of the Allied States, which is not really to my surprise. But here's the main I'm, question I here's the main question I want to ask you, Hunt. If you were upset with the culture in the Allied States, why would you want to come back to the Allied States? Well, you know, I think he thinks he can fix it. Or whatever he I think he wants to make it how he wants it and he's willing to try no matter how often and how many times he's been denied that opportunity. I also, for one second, don't believe it'll be his last attempt. Oh, I doubt it as well. Should it fail? I don't doubt that. Well, I don't know. I think he has a lot of... He either really enjoys kind of getting kicked around a little bit, or he just really has a lot of determination. I think he might like it. I'm going to be completely honest. I think he finds it very fun and entertaining that he's the main talking point in the region, that so many people, to what he's saying, I think he enjoys being the topic of discussion. I don't disagree. I think he does, to an extent, enjoy being the the center of attention, if you will, no matter what the attention is. Because as much as he speaks about how he's no longer the region's punching bag, I think he wants to be the region's punching bag. I think it gives him fuel. I think well, it keeps I, him afloat. 
it also allows him to have the poor Reg kind of persona that he can uh, portray. He gets to play the victim. And in some instances, he is a victim for being the target. Does he bring it on himself sometimes? Without a doubt. But I think he he does have a victim complex around some around the region sometimes. Well, since you said that you have no idea what's been going on, um, I also assume you're not aware of the happenings in the Senate. Oh no, I <laughs> I have not paid attention to the Senate since I wasn't elected. Right. Well. Um, Premier Vukovic has been deemed inactive, and according to her line of succession, Greg is the first person on the list. And due to Greg's inactivity, Reg was Vukovic's second person on her list, which then resulted in Reg being Vukovic's replacement senator, essentially. Uh-huh. And in one of the bills which TNR proposed to the Senate, which uh, is a bill about the delegacy, and I think it's called the Repeal and Replace Act Amendment, mm-hmm. uh, Red and TNR are going at it with each other of uh, basically exchanging punches about each other's character and each other's um, ability in the region and their positions and elections. Uh, It's basically more of the same. It's stuff that really isn't new to anyone. It's just been brought up again now that Reg has an opportunity to speak because he feels like he's entitled as a replacement senator. That being said, however, Few people don't exactly view him as a senator because he's, well, to put it very lightly, he's Reg. And I don't think until he's actually elected as senator, him being a replacement senator, I mean, I'm referring to him as interim Senator Regina because he's only going to hold the seat until the elections anyway. And we know he's not going to get elected to another one. And he's there right now. Yes. How did okay, – let's pause for a moment because we all know Rajoni is going to run for Senate and or Chancellor and or everything. Um, uh-huh. So how did Truk become a senator? Uh, Truk became a senator because Castros resigned from the Senate. So Truk is Castro's replacement. Uh-huh. And then so Reg hasn't even been updated on the – the banner or whatever as a senator. Well, he's only been to the defense. I mean, Reg has only been an interim senator now for a little over 12 hours. Okay. He's only only been a senator since late last night. Well, that's far too long. Um, well, I mean, what, the elections are what, next week? 
Uh, they should be at the beginning of the month. So, yeah, they should be coming up soon. Yeah, the new month starts this weekend. So, yeah, they're in about another week, maybe a week and a half at most. Yeah. I also want to point everyone's attention for when they do this to Obi's office, where we have a very long, extensive list of... Uh, did you like things. that? Uh, no, no, I don't. Uh, <laughs> I find myself below the halfway mark on the list. You should take that as a compliment that there are so many candidates which I would like to succeed me as a senator that I created such an extensive list in my Senate office, including... Oh, the list length is not the issue. It is that I do not fall within the top five, that I am not above three states in the succession plan. Three states has that, actually been relatively uh, friendly with me as of late, which, you know, we're all going to realize eventually free states and I are going to have another argument and I'm going to make fun of them again because that always happens. Re- I was 13th friendliest to you, apparently. I didn't know ah. I was so low in, in your regard. And where does Reg stand in my succession list? I mean, honestly, being barely above Reg is not not great for me. You're not um, barely above Reg. In between you and Reg, the list goes on to listing these following, but not limited to, Paris Hilton, Paris Hilton's Chihuahua, Barack Obama, I thought you'd think it as a compliment that Barack Obama is above you in the list. He's below me in the list. See, even more of a compliment. You're better than Barack Obama. I'm better than Mike Pence, so I guess that's something. And also, don't forget, John Cena is also on my list. And then eventually it gets to Reg. I feel like there are other people that you left off this list. Like Pachilli, and Dune, Dimitri. Well, Basili the, the and, and Andy and Tim have been in and out of the region a few times. If they show that they're active and that they're going to stay for an extended period of time, I'll be happy to add them to my replacement list. So, in and out of the region, then shouldn't that disqualify Reg being in and out of the region as often as he is? It was more of a jab to him than anything else. I don't ever expect that my... Well, first, I don't expect that my replacement list is even going to be utilized because I'm not going to... I'm not going to step down as a senator and I'm not going to go inactive. So, my replacement list won't even be used. This was all just... I'm just very surprised that I'm not on people's replacement list. I mean, I understand why I'm not. You made mine. At 13. The what number would you like to be? Or uh, number one or two. Not that I'm ever going to get your seat unless I win a seat, but besides the point, we're just giving out Senate seats left and right here. If Reg got one, clearly we're giving out sentences. Reg got but one name- because Vukovic's replacement list was a bit outdated. It's from January. 
if we had let's, um, let's go back to Vukovic. Let's talk about this bitch. Like sure. I'm gonna park. To... I'm gonna park and I'm gonna go for a walk. So you go on and talk. So somehow we ended up having an election. She lost, and now she was a senator, and she went inactive. Even though she's like, I'm not gonna go inactive. Bitch, please. Clearly, clearly you did. The faith of the Allied States government was misplaced, apparently, or at least the voting public's faith. And now we have interim Senator Rajonia, or Re- Senator Rajonia, however you feel towards him. Interim well, Senator Rajonia. Will determine his honorific. Um, and if Greg's inactive, doesn't that mean we need another, a new Senate? Uh, Secretary of Culture? Uh, yes, it theoretically would mean that. <laughs> oh, well, I hereby announce that I'm the Secretary of Culture. You can talk to Pepe about that. Pretty sure I'm the only um, director under the Secretary of Culture. So I will just... I'll be acting Secretary of Culture. Not that it gives me any powers or anything else like that. Oh, Pepe, when you listen to this, I'll take the job. You haven't offered it to me yet, but we know. So, yeah, I guess we now have Senator Rajonia. Well, we have Senator Rajonia for another week. I don't think the election dates have been posted yet. Uh, no, and once we're done recording, I'm going to get on whoever's case it is. Wherever the, right. I'm going to get on his case to post the election dates because that's got to be coming up soon as well. Oh, well, I messaged him on Discord. So maybe we will get get it during the broadcast. So in another topic about in another topic about Regina, there's also a few more things going on in regards to the courts. Um, as some are aware, uh, about a week or two ago, a week ago, um, JD and Imperium have been getting a lot more involved with Senate matters about uh, one of the bills, the Citizenship Act, which was at vote in the Senate. Uh, It's a little disturbing that the courts are getting this much say in the things that the Senate gets to do. I mean, was the whole point to be, um, you know, have three well, separate branches? Here's how the courts have traditionally run and how I ran the courts when I was Chief Justice. Is the only reason a justice should be in the Senate and making a post on a bill is if they find a reason that it contradicts a law that is not being repealed in the Act or if it's unconstitutional. Well, I believe they're trying. 
they're trying to deem that the Citizenship Act is unconstitutional to bar any um, members of the region from voting, that they believe that any person who is a citizen was granted the right to vote with no questions asked. And that's where the entire thing stems from. Wait, so I thought J.D. was the one who wanted the Citizenship Act. I, I think J.D. was actually the one who wrote the Citizenship Act. He's the one who proposed it, I believe. Did it pass? Um, I don't think it's even been voted on yet. Or maybe it's being voted on right now. I don't remember. Time to go. Shows you, shows you how responsible I am as a senator. Everyone remember Obi for Senate. Obi for Senate? It's not Reg. Oh, wait. Obi's going to be a senator for another month anyway. Never mind. You're all stuck with him. <laughs> and I'm probably going to run again after my term is up anyway. I think it did pass. I don't see it in the Senate hall. Um... Uh, are you sure? It, check the passed or failed legislation because it might have been voted on, but I don't know if it passed or not. By the way, is the wind uh, bothering my voice? Can you hear me okay? Yeah, it's fine. Okay. Yeah. But so, what's your issue with the Supreme Court justices? I don't believe that the courts should be getting themselves involved of what the Senate deems to be constitutional or not. Because if we're proposing an amendment to the Constitution, then we're obviously trying to change what is constitutional. We're not trying to say, oh, this is constitutional or not. That this is going to be the new law. We're saying, yeah, this is going to be the new law. Yeah, I suppose. You know, I... I'm going to see if I can find a tennis ball. <laughs> How about the tennis courts right now? And there's still snow on the ground, which is really unsettling. It's like 60 degrees here today. I am so ready for there not to be any snow on the ground in New York. Well, when are you coming? Friday. Friday. Well, it's like 60 degrees in New York today, and tomorrow it's also going to be like 55, so... Okay, so it seems that we're having an issue in the court because the um, two of our justices have recused themselves from this matter, which, honestly, I will say that Imperium has been known where he stands on this issue for a very long time. And uh-huh. while he doesn't need to recuse himself, I do feel like he should. Well, I think Arbor even um, resigned. I don't think he even recused himself. He just he resigned from the uh, courts, which resulted in Georgiana being uh, nominated to replace him, which the Senate 
unanimously um, agreed to. Interesting. So, yeah, Arbor isn't even uh, justice anymore. Georgiana is now the justice in Arbor's place. So, clearly, I think it is, is that why is there not a in short opinion? I totally just kicked the shoe right off my foot. <laughs> so it looks like the court has struck down um, the law. Well, here's what my point was. Are they even allowed to strike down the law if the entire law was a constitutional amendment to change the Constitution? Because the court's justification was that it's unconstitutional, but how could it be unconstitutional if it's amending the Constitution? Because you see my point? I do, but here's the issue. So uh-huh. clearly this, and I'm going to put a couple people on blast for this, because this uh-huh. is a failure on people's job. You go it ahead. Should have never been called, it should have never been called the Citizenship Act. It should have been called the Citizenship Amendment. I think it, it is. Made, it's a citizen. It's a citizenship, the Citizenship Act Amendment or something like that. I think it's just the Citizenship Act. Well, then J.D. should have known better. Exactly. It also should be the Speaker of the Senate should have known better, seeing as this is something that he's been fighting for for several years. I well, think that we also have a new Speaker because I think at the time that this was proposed, I think Castro was still the Speaker. Well, that being the case, then... Because Lewis is speaking now. Castro should have known better if he wanted it. And Lewis should have known how to do it, because Lewis knows how to write bills. He should have known how to propose and discuss this as an amendment instead of just a law. Um, Right. It's really a failure of the Senate leadership at the time, past, current... um, because they weren't able to correctly. It's just procedural. It's something that, I mean, if you haven't been a Speaker of the Senate for a long time or haven't done, made sure you understand all the Senate rules, which I helped draft Senate rules, so I should know them. But um, when you're Speaker for a while, you learn that there's certain procedures that you just have to do and go through in order to appease the letter of the law. And it apparently wasn't done for this bill, law, next law, whatever it is now. And it just, I mean, I've personally never been in favor of such a thing, but if that was going to be the case, I, I moved myself and got myself in compliance with the law because it's what it was. So I think that it's either we need to, as a region, come together and pass an amendment to the Constitution or give it up. I don't think it's a bad thing to have, but I also, I don't know. It's kind of always, I know why they do it, because they don't want to have both wits from people 
who aren't active in the region all the time. Well, the point was to stop the people who just show up to the region every month to vote in the elections. That was the yeah. entire point of it. If people don't enjoy, I mean, elections have always been about can you whip inactive people to come vote for you or have a strong enough that you'll get voted for. That's kind of how voting has always been in our region. And I, I agree that it sucks sometimes. Trust me, I've been on the losing end of it as I've been on the winning end of it sometimes. So I think that it's... I don't understand it because I've never really... I've honestly never went to inactive people and said, hey, can you vote for me? I'd really appreciate it. Anytime I sign myself up for an election, I'm always kind of assuming that I'm going to be fighting for the votes of the people who are actually here, not the ones who are not here. So I'm totally in favor of the Citizenship Act. I think it's exactly what the region needs. But we know where Imperium stands on it. The only thing I dislike about the Citizenship Act is stipulations for the nation state um, the nation state's requirements. Otherwise, I don't really care one way or well, another. The act requirement I find to be fine. It's we know that nation. a lot of we know a lot of people don't have nations in the region. I mean, we knew for a while. Even I found this kind of funny when Castros was challenging PNR for the delegacy. Castros wasn't even in the region. He had to move a nation into the Allied states in order to actually be put on the ballot against PNR. So we know that there are a lot of people who don't have nations in nation in the Allied states, nation states region, but hold citizenship on our forums. And that's always been the case. And that's never going to be reversed. You can try and reverse it, but it's never actually going to happen because you would lose half of our citizens. Probably you well, included. Well, that's what Phil did, though. That was my issue with it, was that, I mean, when I was president of the Allied Republic, I didn't have a nation-states region at all. Right. I'd let it die. <laughs> and I was president of this region. So, I mean... I think that's that's what free states tried to pass a bill like that when I was president to get me disqualified from running for re-election. Well, going back to the Citizenship Act, we knew how Imperium stood on it. Uh, we know that J.D. was one of the major proposers of the bill. Um, and we also know that Georgiana is also very against the Citizenship why can't I say this? The Citizenship Act. Uh, I wanted to ask you because, you know, you've sort of been in and out of the region uh, for a little bit. Georgiana is kind of new. Uh, she was just confirmed as a new Supreme Court justice. And I wanted to ask you, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, well, Go on, let it loose. I don't really know Georgiana. I the only um, interactions I've had with 
her was that court case. Which ago. one? Which one? Oh, the one that you were a witness in. Oh, and got, um, the testimony got disqualified. Oh, uh, which one was that? I don't remember oh. that. Oh, God, who was? Oh, someone was suing Ryan. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yes, I remember that now. So that's the um, only real interaction you've had with Georgiana? Yeah. I was a justice on the case, and she was the acting attorney. She was the attorney for the process. And, and I was a witness because of my um uh my former oh, yeah i think it was the um abuse of power yes it was about my former being of an admin for a little while and uh yeah. there's a yeah. lot of tennis balls back here holy shit <laughs> um yeah that's what it was about and then um That was my only interaction with um, Georgiana. Yeah, and so, I mean, and I don't think she was very thrilled with me, and I gave about no fuck. Georgiana is a very serious uh, nation states player. Um, yeah, she's been, and you know she's, how I feel about that. And she's been around the UK for. Uh, I think she's only been in the UK for a year. I may be wrong on that. I have to ask her. I don't know. She's been around nation states for a long time, and she's always been a very serious nation states player. And uh, well, she I think walked into the wrong region. <laughs> yeah, I, I was actually just about to say. I mean, I think it's a little difficult for her to adjust to uh, the Allied states being a little bit more loose and relaxed. Um, but I like her. I think she's really fitting in quite well, even though it's a different environment. Are you sure the wind's not bothering? It's, it's really literally we asked about it. Now it's now it's actually pretty windy today. Yeah, well, it's now an issue, Obi. Go back to your car. I'll go back to the um, tennis courts. It wasn't windy there. No, I don't know her well enough to make a decision on if I like her. I think it's fine to have her on the court. Um, and I know this is probably an unpopular thing to say, but I think it's time to get rid of JD and Imperium from the court, both of them well, together. I agree I'm, with Imperium. And I agree with JD to half a point. I don't think JD is uh, a good fit for the Chief Justice role. I think JD would be better served as... Well, first, the courts are about to change. It's no longer going to be a civil court and appeals court. Because as we've been seeing, 
Imperium has been handling basically all of the court cases recently because how many appeals does the court really see? And whoever that third justice was, wasn't getting anything. So it's going back to our old ways of having one chief justice and two associate justices. And uh, that was actually Georgiana's bill, by the way. And I sort of agree to a point. I don't think JD is well suited for the chief justice role. And I think that Imperium definitely should uh, step down for at least a few months. I mean, we have to get new bloods into the court. We can't keep on having Imperium there because he's the most knowledgeable. It's come to a point now where being the most knowledgeable actually is a more, it's a bigger hindrance on the Supreme Court of the Allied States than it is helpful. I think the thing, and I don't, I don't actually have an issue with J.D. being justice. I'm just... It, both of them went up for reconfirmation and were, I'm pretty sure, confirmed unanimously. If well, not, I, I remember that because when Pepe nominated Imperium, I voted for his confirmation as like a favor to Pepe, but otherwise, I would not have confirmed Imperium because... Everyone knows how I stand on this. I don't believe we should be having the same people in the same positions over and over again. It's not healthy. You're not having new people learn new positions. We really need to have a chief justice like, uh, honestly, someone like Georgiana would be perfect because we know that Georgiana is well-versed in regional law. Plus, we also want to have new people on the courts. I would like to see someone like Lewis, possibly, even though I've spoken against this in the past, I'd like to see Lewis on the courts. Or, you know, people have spoken about me being on the courts. I don't necessarily want that because I prefer the attorney general position. But do you understand what I'm saying? I don't want to keep on seeing Imperium be nominated for a justice role every three months just because he's the most qualified. Well, I miss the time, and this is going back to Char, for everyone who wasn't around, I'm sorry, but Obi was. And here, when Imperium wasn't always the Chief Justice, it wasn't always thought of that Imperium was the best at being Chief Justice. It was when we had Cresselia, who would be Chief Justice. We had Bachilli, who would be Chief Justice. And it would rotate. At least one of them would be on the courts, but it wasn't like one. It wasn't like all three of them were ever on the courts at the same time. And I, Imperium has kind of been the last one that's a holdout. That's going to. He's always on the courts. He not only has power as an admin to go and still affect regional change. He also now has, he has the continued power of sitting on the courts and always having his voice heard and doing what he wants. Not that that's always a bad thing, but it's saying that, you know, hey, not only are you an admin, but you're also an associate justice on the Supreme Court, and you hear most of the cases right now. Yeah. I don't think it's about power, like you say. I think it's more about influence. Imperium has the ability now, just like when we were talking about the Senate and the Citizenship Act. He has the influence now to say this is unconstitutional and have everyone hear him, because a lot of people in the region view Imperium as the voice of reason. Mm, that's true. 
I think the way the courts are structured right now, like right this very second, if you were to take Imperium out of the picture and have Georgiana and JD, I think that's a great setup for a new court if you were to have someone like Georgiana be the Chief Justice. Because I think JD... I think JD was kind of thrown into the chief justice role. I think he needs a little bit more time to learn of what being on the Supreme Court is like and the actual powers that he has. I think JD as an associate justice is very good. I think Georgiana as a chief justice is very good. I think having someone else on the court, preferably someone new and not someone that's the most qualified. Here's my thing, and I don't know how other people would feel about this, if the Supreme Court is going to be an equal and counterbalanced branch of government, if you're on the Supreme Court, you should surrender all your other jobs. Otherwise, you're not truly unbiased. And I think it's also having influence spread among more members of the region. Because if you just look at our banner, you can tell who has the consolidated kind of influence on our region besides so you have JD with um Secretary of Defense and Chief Justice. Um I mean C D Lance Vice Chancellor and the Senator, not that big of a deal. That's not a big deal at all. I mean it's really not. But I mean you can just tell if you see an admin with Pepe's chancellor, not that he shouldn't be an admin or not that he shouldn't be chancellor. It's just saying that I think our Senate, possibly right now, is probably the best distributed Senate. Because I don't see anybody who holds that many other positions. And it's a lot of... And I think we need to find a way to make our governors more important on the yes. federal, quote-unquote, federal level. That was another talking point I wanted to make during this episode, uh, is that, you know, free states, we propose the idea of the state's military role play. And with that, I started thinking, you know, what does the three governors of the region, of each state, what do they really hold power over? Because they're not really looked at as very important members. They don't really hold a lot of power themselves. So I was thinking as well, how can the governors hold more influence in a federated region like the allied state? If we are the allied states, then what does each state really mean? And I don't know. I'm having a hard time. I'm having a hard time trying to figure that one out. I mean, I didn't hate when we had state senators. It made the states and running in the state more important. Sure, it was kind of useless and stupid and blah blah blah. All the other. Here's why I don't. Here's why I don't like state senate seats. And there's one reason and one reason only. Because then you're going to get people like. You totally got cut off there. I didn't hear what you said. Oh, I said Buxton is the only competitive one because if you're running from Britannia, there's half the people, a quarter of the people, you don't have to win a great number of square. But I don't disagree with that in premise, but I also think that it it gave the states a purpose. It allowed them to have 
I don't know. There's there's something to be said for it, but at this point, I guess there's... It was just... With states being so uneven in population, it doesn't really make a lot of sense. Well, about a year ago, when I was thinking about the distribution of citizens in the state, I was considering the idea of an electoral college to elect a chancellor and uh, kind of giving those small states an equal representation as a state like Buxton, because even though Buxton has twice as many citizens as any other state, possibly even twice as many as the HBE and GAU combined, you would then have a bit more of a fair breakdown because you would want to have a more equal distribution of members in each state. Does that even make sense? I have no idea. I'm just sort of rambling because I don't really know what to do. I don't know how the states can be made more. um, Well, your electoral college idea is interesting. If you're saying, if you kind of do it so that, hey, the smaller states, you'll have a guaranteed of five electoral votes at a minimum. Yep. As an increasing based on population. It makes more sense if, hey, I can go to Britannia and be one of five people, my vote towards giving those electoral college votes means more. And it's not a proportional system. Hey, my vote equals a a one, it's a one-to-one ratio in Britannia. Why don't I move to Britannia? Versus staying in Buxton where my vote could count for half an electoral college vote. I mean, not half an electoral college vote, but vote in the direction for who I'm voting for in order to get one. Why wouldn't I just move state? I think it's a way you could even out the state populations, and I think it would be a way that um, if the new, if the balance of people in the state is better, having the state uh, military role play wouldn't be bad. Which, I mean, if anyone remembers in my lovely election campaign, I discussed bringing back the SMRP because I thought it was a great way to give states some kind of value. Um, So I'm glad to see that finally someone bringing that up and wanting to do something with it because I think if we have the states, we should either do something with them or get rid of them. Well, I don't think we're going to get rid of them. Um, I, I don't think either, so that means we need to do something with them. Um, the only thing I'm really afraid of with the SMRP is really more of a selfish uh, reasoning about Buxton is that I don't want to see Buxton lose a lot of its territory. Um, And now there's a fucking helicopter flying overhead. It wasn't me. I think in order for it to work, you have to be willing to risk to risk it. And I think that um, the SMRP would be fun if it 
actually had real kind of on the forum repercussions. So if Buxton invaded, what is that other one? The Great American Union, and we took it over, we could depose um, Chris Tab and install a new government. I think well, that's only like, and then they could rebel if they wanted to. They could. I mean, you, if you make it like it's a game and a real role play where stuff can happen, I think it would be more interesting, exciting, and drive activity for people to post and want to do stuff because, hey, if I if I help my state take over another state, then I could role play my way into having a position there. I could, you could do stuff. I think it would be, it's a way to, I mean, the thing is, is everyone has to agree and everyone has to be willing to buy into it. Otherwise, no matter, no change will happen if everyone, no one buys into it. Well, the thing is, I don't think that having state versus state where the actual continental United States is in play. I think Free States was more talking about international um, colonial powers and having wars about that instead. Um, mainly... See, I, I think that's stupid, and I think that Free States has kind of colonial, like, issue from being a colony of Portugal, but... Here's the I thing, really and I, I understand what? it, because if we were to have it like it was in the past, where one state could just take over another state, it would eventually come to a point where there's only two states left, or there's only one state left. And that's not exactly going to be very, it's not going to be a good idea. You want to have three states remaining, and I think having an overseas colonial Role play is more in tune with what we want out of the SMRP rather than having states versus states like we tried a year ago. Well, I think we had one issue with that, and I think this is there's a way to fix that that might be interesting, is that instead of having the state own the county, if you will, let each player individually own their county. But then you would have what? Oh, I see what you're saying. Then you would end up having like 40 states instead of three. The thing is, is that I don't disagree that you could end up having that. But I think the thing is, is if you say there are going to be at max three states, that's it. Uh, the person can they can leave with their state and join another one, and that could start a conflict between two different states and have a war, like we almost had between Buxton and Britannia when I tried to leave with Virginia. That was fun. It was. It was something that was. It drove activity. There was court case. There was a bunch of shit that happened, and I think that that's what we need to look for. Is I mean, sure, can it cause problems? Of course it could. But do problems well, drive activity? Yeah, they do. <laughs> the thing is, a lot of people are very attached to their counties. And they don't want to lose their county. And they're afraid that if... You see, here's, if you made it possible 
for if there was a war between Britannia and Buxton, and let's say, you know, speaking as a Buxton citizen here, let's say Buxton won Pennsylvania. Whoever was the owner of Pennsylvania had the option of joining Buxton and keeping Pennsylvania so that people still feel like they're connected to their county, but that they're not being expendable and they're not just giving up what they wanted because of a war between two states. That's the best way to do it is say, hey, you come, you can either give up your land and flee black back to the whatever state that you want to stay in, or you're with your county, you're an occupied territory. I think that's an option. It's something that's like, hey, you're not losing anything. You're you are just an occupied territory of Buxton or of the HBE or of the um, Great American Union. It would be great to get three states on Cosmo Radio to actually speak about this. Because one, I'd love to hear Free State's voice. And two, I think he has a lot he could say about that. Because, I mean, this is Free State's bill. So. I, I hope he does comment. I think that having his discussion, uh, having him as part of the discussion is going to be very important for making anything happen. Because he does get things done when he puts his mind to it. So, so I hope something can happen with the SMRP. It'll be fun. It'll give me something to do online other than sit and look at the forum and wonder why So would you like to talk about the world map roleplay now? Oh, I would love to. And the uh, shit fuck uh, that that's become? Oh, when is it not a shit fuck? Um... By the way, is anyone else uh, tuning into the episode? Because, as you know, I'm not home, so I don't have my computer in front of me. Let me look. Because I know Lewis wanted to come on, but... It is just us. Okay. I know Lewis said he wanted to come on, but he wasn't able to. Uh, for a little while longer, and that he might come when he has a chance. Um, so let's talk about the world map roleplay. And actually, let me sit, because I need to sit for this. Um, a lot of people have been asking, and by a lot of people, I really just mean free states. <laughs> And Reg, is that what I let Reg take his territory back after I removed him from the map when he left uh, a couple weeks ago? And the answer is very simple. No. The reason why I removed him from the map was because he said he was going to leave. Now, if he's going to be in the region and he's going to participate in the role play, just like every other citizen, he is more than welcome to claim his six plots and role play with the rest of us. 
even though there's no role play going on, which we'll talk about in a minute. I just want to finish this first. And if he wants to reclaim six plots on the map, he's more than welcome to do so. I'm not going to give him his territory back. I'm not going to give him his full amount of land that he had before. If he wishes to join the role play again, he can claim his six plots. And just like everybody else, I will give him the same fair treatment. If he believes that his six plots are not fair enough to what the size of other people's countries are, I can work with that. I've had several people now who PM me on Discord or on the forums and ask to have their nation size um, either reshaped to look different than the plots that they claimed or resized so they could have one or two extra plots. And I'm okay with that. I did that for Mitzi. I did that for Andune. I did that for probably others as well. I don't remember. TNR. Yeah, TNR, because I always give him his island. Uh, If that's what Reg wanted, I can work with that. I can see what he wanted and determine whether that's fair or not. I'm not just going to give him his 16 plots like he claimed last time, uh, because that's ridiculous. And the second thing was, a lot of people are mentioning about how large my nation is. What a lot of people are not realizing is that it's basically Antarctica on the North Pole. My nation is no bigger than Vukovic, who, if she's inactive for another week or so, I am going to remove her from that. But for now, I'm going to keep Vukovic on because there's no reason to remove her. And my nation is not going to be resized because, as many know, I'm not a very big role player. I kind of wanted to make an Arctic nation because I never did that before. And that's what I'm going to do. And no, I will not make my country smaller because Reg says that he wants mine to be smaller. I don't really give a fuck what Reg says. If he wants to claim six plots on the map, he's free to do so just as every other citizen is. That's it. And now we can talk about whatever you wanted to talk about. Well, first of all, let me address this map claiming and your nation size and this bullshit. Yep. OB makes the map. Yep. Has a tundra with very limited livable area. His population is tiny. What is two New Yorks pretty much? Uh yeah, it's two cities, each with about eight to ten million people. So I have total twenty million, which is a tenth of the size of most of your nations. So there's a lot of limitations already put. Also, we don't have to know the real size of that giant land mass above us because of the way the map is designed and blah, blah, blah. We're not looking at a spherical globe. A lot of bullshit. Your nation is saying that is my final decision. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. 
I don't really give a fuck what anyone else says. This is not a democracy. This is a Syria runs this bullshit, so fucking get on board. Next. Reg, I hope he does try to work with you and come with a fair and equitable way to design a country that is on the map. I think he would bring some activity into the role play, and we need that. Um, I don't. I think Vukovic's country is too big, honestly. Hey, I Vukovic like claimed my old territory. I know, and I like having that territory. So that was that was fine. I was fine with it. But she's she is inactive, has not posted, and is literally the country that is connecting the east and west side of the continent. And well, yeah, that is a because vic- I created the map. So I created the map with my country in mind. And when I created my country in mind, I created it in between two continents. Yeah. With one sea to the north and one sea to the west. And south. Well, that's the thing. You're the gatekeeper. I mean, long story short, in general history, people would have to travel by land. Any land travel between the two continents is going to have to go through her. She's in a very important nation. And to be inactive is very annoying. And well, like I said, be- in another week or so, if she's still inactive, I'm going to remove her. But for now, I'm just going to leave it because not much is going on in the role play. Once things no, start I, I, picking up in the role play, I'll be more um, cautious of who is actually around and who is not. No, I agree. I think that's a very fair way to do things. Um, on that note, Everyone you, I can say with certainty that we have let me just double check this. Um okay. so that there is um what is going on? I know we have the Chili, Tim and Andune back. Yes. Which is great. And they all decided to party up together and claim land right next to each other like butt buddies. They always do. Which is fine. Yeah, I don't care about that. I don't Uh, care. I I hope they start starting some shit all over the world, invade somebody. I don't really give a fuck. Um... I just really want to see um, activity. And I think that the war room, um, we had that um, thing going on in CD land, whatever, that was kind of active. I think people need to realize, and I mean, I'm not perfect on this, and I'm not someone who's even been super great at it. I completely understand. So. Anyone who thinks says, "Oh, I'm serious, you're being such a hypocrite," whatever, you're right. I am. Deal with it. Um, the thing is, 
is that you have to be willing to work with other nations and you have to everyone needs to be more active in a bunch of different topics. We're a small role play. We get everybody doing it at the same time. Very hard. Well, get to focus on one thing. Your country is not just doing one thing at a time. It's like I'm I'm trying to have um, negotiations with you, Obi, about oil and that stuff, and I'm then trying to have Mitzi and TNR come to my country to work on a treaty for other stuff, which I'm going to hopefully get you to come to. Yeah, I want to be, like, involved in stuff. It's just a lot of times people don't invite me because of where my nation is located or something. Well, I think the thing is, is you just have to, for me, I maybe I put this make literally to start doing random diplomatic time. I also if you want to have a United Nations or other like that, you need to RP it. You need to role play creating that kind of an organization. Because right now, we're starting from scratch. No one has said that we have a, a history, a world history where we agree on a bunch of other stuff. When I try to discuss that with people, they were like, why are we, why are we doing that? Because then if you don't set up all this all that stuff, then look what we have. We have no activity. You well, we've always had, you... we've always had a kind of like world history just to set the tone, nothing else, just to sort of like start things out. And then from there, if you want to kind of deviate and make things on your own, that's fine. But we kind of need like a world history just to start the role play. No, I agree. I think that that's something very important. And that's why I am... And I know TNR is busy. I'm sorry, Ryan. Um, But we need to have something happen with it. So I'm going to hopefully be able to talk to Andune and other people and work with them and anyone who wants to on creating a world history or at least a modern world history so that we can know. Yeah, I don't really want to know about, like, ancient tribes and, like, that shit. That's going too far, but... The past hundred years, what's happened? Yeah. Um, Were there any wars? What were some kind... Maybe there was a world war or something like that, and blah, blah, blah. Who was involved? What size? What happened? Um... I'm also going to work on, now that we have Kim, Bichillian, uh, whatever his name, Bichillian and June back, um, they are most definitely people who want to have moderating this because they they can drag a role play into activity just because they'll role play. And they'll invite people in to be a yeah. part of what they're doing. Other stuff. So I think that I'm going to hopefully be able to get that going this week with them and by the weekend be ready to like 
get a bunch of stuff going. And if not, I'll just have to do it myself, which I can do. So hopefully. So yeah, anyone that wants to join or has ideas or wants to do something, just talk to people about it. Talk to me and just start something. Have a have a meeting. Have a wedding. Hell, like do whatever you want. And by the way, about the resources, because I know a couple people, <laughs> free state, I know a couple people have mentioned this before, but if your country only has like one resource and there are a few countries that have like multiple resources, I'm sorry, but welcome to the real world. That's kind of how things are. And if you don't have everything, if you only have one resource, you've got to trade with people. You've got to have deals. You can't just want to have everything because if everybody is self-sustaining, then we have like 20 Brazils. And that's no fun. So well, if, your country, if your country only has lumber, my country really only has oil. Trade with me, bitch. Well, I think that's something that was discussed about in our last show was that you're going to yes. have to, or maybe just on the voice chat too, when we all talked about the resource maps and what the point was. I'm sorry if anyone missed that. It was a huge Discord discussion, also known as me and Opie just talking and everyone else uh, listening. There was a quite a bit, though. There was like 15 people on that, though. That was good. Oh, they were listening. Exactly. I was telling them how this was going to work. Your scarcity of resources means you have to do it. If you don't like what you have, Maybe move them, move your plot if you want. Maybe you'll give you a, a free move if you're, if you're eligible. Otherwise, hey, maybe you want to contact Obi's Nation or you want to contact Finding or you want to contact someone. Say, hey, where you send me oil, I'll send you wood or whatever. Or you send me some. Iron ore, I'll send wood. That kind of kind of, it's a way to make the role play happen, and it's a way to like have agreements and discussions for role play. Part of running. So that's my 12 tips on role play. I'm walking back to my car now. What else was on the topic agenda for today? I totally forgot. Um, well, um, we talked about the Senate. We talked about the judges. We talked about the role play. We talked about the states. What else can we talk about? Um, let's see. Oh, we talked about the military. We can talk about the military. That's true. What would you like to talk about the military? Well, my first thing, what the fuck is the answer to question number five? I apparently continuously get that question wrong for no reason. And um, I disagree with the answers, whatever the answer, right answer was. Apparently, the right answer was neither of the two objects. Um, 
I couldn't find the answer for uh, one of the questions. And I don't remember number which five. question it was. Problem number five. Because the answer was probably all of the above that wasn't on there. Anyway, trick question. Everyone, no one's going to get 100. Um, well, the so, way the test is set up, the minimum score you have to get to, to pass is a 90, which you're only allowed to get one question wrong. Oh, I, know. I got two questions wrong the first time, and then I had to, like, you get one resubmission, and I was like, here. And he's like, oh, 92. I'm like, fuck, how did I get one wrong still? Well, I talked to JD about this, and uh, he wasn't really budging, but I kind of said, you know, maybe the passing score should be something like an 8 out of 10 instead of, I mean, 8 out of 12 instead of 11 out of 12. Because as it stands right now, you're allowed to get one answer wrong. If you get two answers wrong, you fail. Okay, my first question is, why the fuck is it out of 12? I don't know. It should be out of 10 or 20. Let's just start with that. Yeah. The next, my next point, 20 is too much. It should be out of 10. But a 20-question quiz, whatever, right? I do longer quizzes on BuzzFeed. Um... My next point is the passing grade being higher than 90% 90 or higher would make sense if it was a 20 question quiz. Well, I think a passing should be 85 or higher um, if it was a 20 question because then you can miss three. Um, but I think the thing is, is that out of 12, you really can only miss one. And I don't disagree that the answers are there, blah, 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 well, except for number five. That answer is nowhere, um, or it doesn't. Ex- the limit does not exist. Right. But I, I think that the test it shouldn't preclude people from joining the military. I think it could impact what they're allowed to do in the beginning. It maybe requires more training, blah, 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 like hands-on training. But some arbitrary 12-question quiz, I don't know. I mean, sure, I read through everything I could find on the actual nation-state forum about reading and military operations and blah, blah, blah. The first time I took the test, I didn't even study for it. I didn't even know that there was anything I could look up. So I got like a 62. <laughs> but 63. Um, I thought what you posted back. Um, you told me earlier. But I don't disagree. But, you know, I will say that explaining that there are study materials in the Pentagon, it's, anyone who doesn't know this, you can actually go read all the stuff that JD posted in the Pentagon, and that's the study materials. It's not like uh, anyone tells you that or that they're there. You just have to. Kind I of wish like, I would have known that before I took the test the first time. Well, see, I didn't even know that either. So I thought I had to like go research it on Nation State. So I went and read the entire stupid, super long Nation State um, military thing on the Nation States forum, and that took me like two hours this morning, and I still didn't even pass the first time. So 
that's my real thing. Shit, I spent two hours reading this shit this morning, and I didn't even pass the first time. I thought I was going to get 100. Uh, clearly, I didn't. And then I read JD's stuff, and I was like, oh, well, this is simple. And But it would have been nice that, it, hey, if you're going to take this, if you want to take this test, please refer to the four lessons that I posted in the Pentagon. Also, they should be pinned lessons. Maybe yeah, they really should. should. They should be pinned because right now they're all at the bottom and locked, and I was like, oh, they must be just old discussions. I didn't really pay attention to them. They should be pinned and bolded and blah, blah, blah. Make them look nice. Make it or really at least, obvious. Or at least when he sends you the test, link it for me so I know, hey, study this. Yes, I think it, it, it's good that they're there, and I'm really glad that he took his time to do all that. It's just kind of like a little bit of housekeeping things to make it more on point. Right. What needs to happen. But I'm excited that at least we're going to be having a military again because it's been a long time since the last time we had an active one needless to say, one in at all. No, I agree. I think we had one one time like two years ago and we like had one operation and it failed. I think Lewis was running it and it failed miserably. And we just never did anything ever again. Not that it's his fault, but that's just we never did anything again. So, I mean, it's I, – I think it'll be fun. I hope we more people join. I hope we actually do some – even just small, like, practice raids and other stuff like that I think would be really good just to get people excited about doing it. So I really hope that the Secretary of Defense just have some practice operations for the military. Because I think keeping everyone excited and active is going to be a really important way to to do it. So go find some really small regions and let's just go take them over. Here's the funny thing that I want to mention about the military. The It has been decided that Reg is not eligible to join the military because he's been jumping around regions too often. I just found that to be a little bit funny because his interest now of participating in the Allied States and in the military is now completely shut out for at least three months, I think JD said. Reg is not eligible to join the military until three months from now if he proves that TAS is his main... um, region of reg- of residence, which, like I mentioned earlier, we now have inside source in B3 that Reg doesn't intend to make TAS his main region of residence. Who is the source, or is it an undisclosed source? Uh, if they're willing to go public, they can go public. Hmm. Well... I hope they do go public or find out some more information. Oh, 
there's always information to be had. Every few days we have more information coming out. I think barring Reg from the military might, and I'd have to see, I mean, it would be up for interpretation on the judicial side. Also why I think having the justices hold no other office is very important is that it might be a violation of his rights as a citizen. If he Um, is a citizen of this region, then barring him from joining the military for... Well, the reasoning was that it's a liability to the military because he's jumping from region to region and he's a citizen of Europea and the United Kingdom and other regions as well. And if he's going to be in our military, he could possibly um, tell them about it and compromise the mission. So in that regard, I don't think it is unconstitutional because I think it's, it's all part of the game. No, I don't disagree, but here's the thing. I'm also a member of Europia and a citizen there. I'm a citizen of the United Kingdom, but I'm not claiming that my main region of, res- of residence is not the Allied States. That's the difference. Well, I think the thing is is that it would have to be proven in a court of law because you could let him in the military and not be part of any raiding missions. That would be a military decision to say, hey, you're not allowed to be a part of any raiding missions or be a part of that. Or be told of any. 100% might be a violation. It would be something to look into. Not that it is. I don't really know. I'd have to go read the law. But it potentially could be a violation of the Constitution. I mean, the Citizenship Act apparently was, but hey. Well, the Citizenship Act was about voting. Well, my point being is that things can apparently be against the Constitution even if the Chief Justice writes it and gets it passed. Apparently, the Chief Justice can still have something be against the Constitution. If it, potentially, if it potentially compromises the mission, though, I can understand the reasoning behind it. I understand the reasoning behind the Citizenship Act and allowing all citizens to vote. However, when it comes to the regional military and potential raid missions, I can see the reasoning behind not allowing Reg to participate because he's already proven he's not going to make the Allied States his main region of residence. That he's just well, here to my point is, is that I don't disagree about the raiding missions, but saying he's barred from joining the military in its entirety, because there's the defensive part of the military, too. So saying he can't be in the military at all is what I think might violate it. Not saying, once he's in the military, saying he cannot be part of raiding missions or know about raiding missions is a military decision. Uh-huh. But barring him from joining it is 
might be the issue. I'm not saying it is because I don't know. It would be something for the courts to decide. But that would be my only thing that I would say might be an, might be a violation. Not allowing him to raid is a military decision and allow the Secretary of Defense and the Chancellor of the Allied States are the people who get to make that decision. Not little old me. <coughs> so if you had go study and join the regional military, I'll make a plug. Make task great again. So how long do you think it'll be before we see another Reg Chancellor run? When's the next election? A week. Uh, well, mm, I'll give it a week. <laughs> well, I don't know if anyone else had known, Nosma was going to run for Chancellor. He usually does. Well, I had it confirmed that he was going to run. He had invited me to be, what was I? Was I the vice chancellor? That's a good question. I think he wanted me to be vice chancellor. Oh, no. He was going to make me attorney general. But he is now officially not going to run. A source close to NASMA can confirm. He will not be running. When it comes to Reg, and when it comes to Nosma, and when it comes to certain citizens in the region who continuously run for chancellor but aren't accepting roles in other positions, in the Senate, in the cabinet, in the courts. I mean, I said this when I released my essay about Reg, is that a huge problem is that because Reg has never served many positions in the cabinet, he didn't know how to treat his cabinet officers. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it would be very helpful for Reg and for Nosma to focus on more things than just being chancellor because, I mean, we really can't trust Reg being the chancellor right now, if ever again. But knowing this region, we probably will trust him again at some point. Um, I think Reg should run for Senate. Or if someone wants to have him in the cabinet, he should accept a cabinet post. But his ego tells him, hey, I'm better than this. The Senate is below me. I don't want to be in the Senate. I don't want to be in a cabinet post. I want to be the speaker. I want to be the chancellor. I want to be the important guy. He even He's even challenging TNR of who would be a better delegate. Would it be TNR or would it be Reg? And I mean, I think if anything in the region should tell you is that don't challenge TNR. I think that I think TNR will be delegate until he no longer wants to be delegate. Exactly. And he's the perfect person for delegate. 
I'm trying to think back on. I think I made a delegate run once. It wasn't against TNR, but who was it against? Free states. I think it was against Free States. And I think that was a tight election, too. I don't know. It was a long time ago. I'd have to think about it. Back when the delegate was uh, a real elected position and someone had to run, like, every several months. Right. I loved being delegate, both when I was elected to it and then when I just fell into the position because other people would go inactive. I loved being the delegate. You were the delegate when I joined. Uh, that would make sense. I was delegate several times, um, both officially. You were the elected delegate at, when yeah. I joined. When you joined, I was the official delegate, and then I was the official delegate like another time, like just before the merger. And then like a few more times because our delegates used to go inactive, I would fall into the delegacy because I would have the second most endorsements in the region. I loved being the delegate, though. I loved being the face of the region that new members would see first. Um, I think the thing is, is for Redonia, I think he needs to not, I think he's, at least for what he needs to do for me, not that I dislike him or don't think he's an effective leader. I think he needs to prove that he's okay and can do things in the region and enjoy it and be an enjoyable person in the region. Right. Without being in government. Which he hasn't been able to prove. I mean, I think, honestly, I'm kind of happy that I didn't win the Senate seat because I think I need to prove that to myself, that I can be in the region and not be a government official and be okay with it. And I think that's something that he needs to do too. I think it's something that's like, hey, there's more to the region than just being in government. Or just and being chancellor. Oh, yeah. For, I mean, hell, I would take almost any position. Almost any I have some that I will not take. Um, most of them happen to be cabinet positions. I will not take Secretary of State. I will not take Secretary of Treasury. I think that's it. You wouldn't take the Secretary of State? Oh, fuck no. I'm what? not active enough nation state. I don't like nation states. I think this is what everyone forgets. I like the people on here and I don't want to deal with other regions. I don't work well. Well, okay, I do work well with others sometimes. But to me, going out and being like a public face on nation states and like having a nation states like name and people know who I am is not something I really care about. And I thought about it for a while when I went over and joined Europia to see what it would be like to be in, like, a... Not that CAST isn't a nation-states region, but, like, a more serious region. And it was fun, but it was also something that... It was highly stressful. Everything had consequences. Who you talked to had consequences. What you talked about had consequences. It was just... It was a lot of stress 
that I was like, this is supposed to be something I enjoy. I'm doing this to not be stressed. If I wanted to be stressed around this kind of politics thing, I'll just wait until I run for office and then I'll just live that every day. I still wouldn't want to be like, hey, I just got home from a a party meeting and, oh, look, I'm going to log on to Nation States and do it all over again. Yeah, that's not what I want to do. I want to just have fun. And sure, I play the past kind of power politics that everyone generally plays here, but it's much lower stakes. Mm-hmm. And I like you see, I like, love that it's not so high stakes and everyone's not as high strung. I would love to be Secretary of State. Give me interior, give me culture, give me the vice chancellorship, make me a justice, give me a senatorship, make me attorney general. Anything task-focused I can do. External, I just don't have the will at the moment. And that might change. I mean, my when I first started, it was all about... I remember it was fun when I first joined the region, I always, when I looked at TNR, I was like, and you, it's funny, I never told you this, I looked at you and TNR, I was like, one day I'm going to have one of those two positions. I'm going to either be president of this region or I'm going to be delegate. That's my goal. And I did it. I was president. And that was, <laughs> I was like, okay, goal accomplished. I can, I can retire. I mean, I really didn't retire, but it was more like I wanted, I thought that you and TNR were great and that it was like, wow, they have their shit together. People like them. People know them. I want to, I want to have that kind of influence in this region. You know, now that you've mentioned it, I wasn't even going to mention this on the episode, but Pepe is doing, um, sort of like what I did with the presidential parade in Buxton. He's doing a parade of chancellors and presidents of the history of our region. And one of the things I mentioned, because he started with the first chancellor, which I think everyone knows was me. And the thing that I mentioned in my own topic about it was, you know, I never really wanted to be chancellor. I wasn't even supposed to be chancellor. Uh, a lot of people remember. What were you going to ask? Oh, my question was, where on the forums is this? It's in the Citizens Town Hall. It has its own sub-forum. And uh, one of the things is, and I mentioned this in the topic, is that if my only legacy in this region is that I was a great president of the Allied Republics. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with knowing that that's how I'm going to be remembered in the history books. I never really wanted to be chancellor because I never believed in the merger when it happened. Um, I just sort of said okay to it because everyone wanted me to be the chancellor and I wasn't going to say no. Um, I mean, I kind of agree with you. I'm happy with knowing that I was president and in a way, eh, mission accomplished. 
Now, I intend to run for chancellor at some point again, either in the near or distant future. I'm not exactly sure if or when that's going to happen. Um, I'd like to give it another shot if the region is willing to give me one. Is that an announcement of Obito running for chancellor? No, not yet. It's more of a uh, notice that at some point within the six months, don't be so surprised if you see on a registration topic that I registered to run for chancellor. But it's not going to happen this election. It's most likely not going to happen the next one either. Um, I'm really pushing for JD to run for chancellor. Um, I would like to see possibly Georgiana run for chancellor at some point. Um, I've been very correct about a few things. And I was correct when I said that Castros would make a good, well, I said president at the time, but I didn't realize we were going to have the merger and the chancellorship eventually. But I was correct when I said that Castros would make a good leader. I was correct when I said Pepe would be a good leader. As much as Reg likes to shit on Pepe because they have a long-lasting feud, um, I think Pepe is doing a really good job right now. Um, Things are stable. Things are active. And one of the things that I don't think Reg realizes is that you don't need to have a chancellor make 100 posts a day in order to have them be a successful chancellor. We just need to have a government that's operating smoothly and keeping people in the region happy. And I see that happening right now. So I happen to think Pepe is doing a fairly good job. I agree. I think Pepe's actually doing a really good job. I think he's good at being supportive but not intrusive. And I think that's a really great quality. In the leader, um, I think there's a lot to be said for. I don't know. I I don't know how I feel about the people you mentioned being um, chancellor. To be honest, not that I think they would do a bad job at it. I generally think they're both from what I know of them, competent people who would be able to handle the job with a very suitable amount of efficiency. I just have, I don't know, I don't know Georgiana well enough to say that I think she would make a good chancellor. I'm clearly not the only opinion on this matter so it's not or or a relevant opinion but I think she would need to better acclimate herself with how to be a citizen of this region first I think she still has a lot more to prove Um, when I was saying about JD and Georgiana I'm just talking about the future in general Um, I don't think 
many would disagree. I think a few people might, but I don't think that many people would disagree that JD at one point will make a good chancellor. I think at one point Georgiana will as well. Um, when each of them decide to do that is up to them. I think Georgiana still has a lot more to learn um, and to prove herself with. And I think one of the things that she's got to realize is that even though we're not as serious of a region as the UK is, uh, we do still give new members a chance to lead. I mean, Elwyn was elected chancellor within a month of joining yeah, the region. That, that was a, wasn't he only running against Reg, though? Uh, you would have to pull up the election uh, history to actually know for sure, because I don't really know. But I feel like it was either just him and Reg, or Reg him, him and Brick. I feel like those were the options. So I don't know. But, yeah, we do generally give new members a very good chance at being a government official. I just think Georgiana needs to realize that she does not have to take everything so seriously. And if people are acting like they're not taking things seriously, it does not mean they don't take it seriously. Like when she was upset with how I responded to something that when Imp and I were talking in the private discussions that got published uh, for the Supreme Court. Just because I say something or make a joke or make a bitchy comment does not mean I don't read everything, take everything seriously, or I'm not knowledgeable about a situation or topic. I can just be a bitch and say bitchy things because I think they're funny. It's not really anything more than that. I thought Lewis was going to fucking call in. Oh, are we allowed to cuss? I think we're allowed to cuss. Well, yeah, you can curse all you want. Yes, Lewis um, just messaged me back. So he might call in. Um, If he does, great, because that's... Uh, can you send Lewis a link? I put link in the um, in the um, Discord a little bit ago. Right. Okay. Um, B Dune. I'm gonna literally shoot him, and he'll be happy about it because the Second Amendment rights. I'll stand my ground. Anyway. The thing about Georgiana, and I think it all goes back to she comes from a very uh, much more serious region than we are. Um, I think it's going to take a little bit of time to actually realize that um, not everything that she does in the region has to be serious, that she can play around and um, goof off because 
I know from the UK, because I'm a citizen in the UK as well, it's a very serious and cutthroat region. It's, they don't play games like we do. They're very serious about uh, their government, and they don't give new members a chance like the Allied States does. Oh, no, they don't. And, I mean, Europia is the same way. They're very serious. Exactly. But I do think at some point, um, I do believe Lewis is going to be chancellor very soon. If not this election, probably the next one. Um, I believe JD said he was planning on running around the summertime or during or after the summer. I think I wouldn't be very surprised to see Georgiana run sometime within the next six to nine months from now. I wouldn't be surprised about that either. I think she will do... I think she'll do one of two things. She'll either loosen up and kind of be more relaxed. um, Or she won't, and she just won't be a... um, Or she won't be an effective leader in this region, not saying in others. I think you have to be able to kind of meet TAR where it is, I mean, TAS where it is. because we are definitely not a Europia or United Kingdom. We're kind of a clusterfuck of people that just happen to get along most of the time. It's one of those things that really only time will tell. Um, If Georgiana can stay active and if she can uh, prove herself in the Allied States, I can definitely see her being a successful chancellor one day. Um, no, I think she has. I think she has to prove herself as an effective justice first, and uh, possibly spend a little bit more time either in the cabinet or in the Senate. But I can see a chancellor run by Georgiana sometime in the relatively new, uh, re- relatively near future. Um, I think I see it if she gets. I see it a little differently. I think if she gets more involved in the culture, she will have a positive run for the chancellorship. If she doesn't get more involved in the culture, I don't think she will. Well, I think we've been seeing that a little bit lately anyway. Like, she's been a little bit more playful on Discord. Um, I think if she can transfer some of that playfulness on Discord to the forums... That would be fantastic. Although, honestly, Discord really is where all the fun and loose conversations do happen. So if one were to only judge Georgiana by her demeanor on the forums, then it'd be very easy to say, okay, she's a very serious player. She's not really into the fun and games of the region. But if you were to look at both Discord and the forums, then it's easier to say, okay, she 
could be one of us at some point. No, I agree. I think I said it yesterday. I mean, she she was throwing some shade. I was like, finally, something that's not a serious discussion. Be a bitch. Do it. Oh, she throws shade at Reg fairly regularly. Oh, she was giving it to you, and that was, I mean... Nah, she was playing with me. She was playing with me. I'm sure. That's exactly what it was. Anyway, we can talk about that not on air. We do have Lewis coming on um, relatively soon. He said he was going to come on, that he was on his way, but what I don't know what... What do you have to do? Go tap into the transatlantic internet cable? Like, Jesus Christ. I have no idea. He might be coming from class or something, or I don't know. Well, I guess we'll find out soon. Uh, is there anything else you want to talk about in the meantime while we wait for Lewis? Um, let's... The what else is going on on the forums that might be interesting? Uh, Ooh, citizen of the week. Who is the citizen of the week? Who got nominated? I think the first <laughs> citizen of Hang the on. week ended up being JD. Oh, lovely. <laughs> Which was a disappointment because I wanted to nominate Reg. <laughs> and uh, I thought yeah, Reg was—he was the first ever Citizen of the Week. And I thought Reg was uh, deserving of Citizen of the Week for both directly and indirectly influencing the prosperity and the return of media companies in the region. That's a good topic to talk about. Um, just a little bit about Cosmo Media. Um, yesterday, we were accepted for a trademark patent, um, a permanent trademark of the Cosmo Media company that everything underneath Cosmo Media, both Cosmo Radio, Cosmo TV, Cosmocast, which is now the name of my own personal uh, 10-minute episodes. I don't know if you got to see or listen to it, but last week I gave like a nine-minute episode of my own. I called it Cosmo Radio Episode 9, but it's really, it's going to end up being Cosmocast. I'm going to be doing like weekly or bi-weekly little podcast episodes of just running through the stuff going on in the region when we don't have our long Cosmo Radio episodes like we are right now. Which right now we're running up on close to two hours, by the way. I think we now have Lewis. Do we? Here. I'm finally here. Lewis is here. It has taken about two hours. But welcome, Lewis. You are finally here. We have covered everything in the region. I am talking two hours. We talked about world hunger and the Trump presidency. We talked about Senate. We talked about the courts. We talked about Reg's return and 
leave and return to the region. We talked about the state's military role play. We talked about the states and how to make states active again. We talked about the world map role play. Now we're talking about future chancellor runs. We've talked, oh, we talked about, about the military. We've literally covered everything. Wow. Sounds like a lot. It'll be a great it, listen when no one does it. But no one will. So <laughs> uh, what I am going to do, though, is I'm going to sort of footnote at certain times of the episode at what minute and what hour and whatever uh, what topics were covered. So if people just want to listen to specific things, they can do that. Is there anything important or interesting which you would like to share on the air? Um, no, not that I can think of. Oh, Casino Sato second tournament this Sunday in Sumo, so that was fun. (laughs) You love your Sumo. I do. Um... I was looking on YouTube because I watch YouTube videos of Pokemon Go. I follow this guy who does daily videos. And, oh, my. Uh, one thing I will say about JD, for a guy who says he hates Pokemon and he will never like Pokemon ever, I got him to download Pokemon Go, and he's been pretty into it the past couple weeks. He seems addicted. He does seem he's, addicted. He's probably he was probably bluffing about hating Pokemon. He probably has like all the games. <laughs> I would probably cheats. I'm sure he's a special snowflake under all his right wing bluff there. <laughs> but I was scrolling through YouTube and I found an episode of Pokemon. That's an actual sumo episode of a sumo competition where trainers are entering their Pokemon in like a sumo wrestling tournament. Oh, yeah, you sent me. I haven't watched it yet. I put it on my watch list. I forgot about it. Thanks for reminding me. Also, in like the past couple days, I got to watch a couple old episodes of Pokemon iTunes. Um, released like five or six, they released six episodes on iTunes of the Johto League of the episodes where Ash catches his Johto Pokemon. And I got to watch that a couple nights ago. That was a real blast from the past from my childhood. Yeah. I, I found my VHSs of like some of those Pokemon episodes when they like the Rapid Ash episode and other stuff. I found my old VHSs of that. I watched it the other day. I had to find a VHS player though. That was a bitch. <laughs> I don't think I even one. have one. I don't know if I have a VHS player. I think we have one in the living room, but I don't know if it works. So, Lewis, do you have any other, give me an announcement or anything that you'd want to say about, do you want to talk about the Reg return? Um, or what you 
doing in the modern what? There's another sumo tournament in May. May happen every other month. So if you guys <sighs> miss one, there's another one just around the corner. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be fun. Also, so Lewis, do you have anything to say about Reg's return? The the ever ever happening return of Reg because he's always leaving and coming back. Yeah, I, I expected him to return. I actually reached out to him, I think, today or yesterday and told him how he could make a comeback in the region. He said uh, he, he didn't really want to do it. He said it was too much work. So, I don't know if he'll make a comeback. Work. But, uh... Red says it's too much work to be back in this region? That sounds like a quitter to me. <laughs> wow. Well... I did mention earlier that B3 has received some inside info that Reg really has no intentions of staying active in the Allied States, that he has decided to um, make his permanent residency in other regions because he's running for positions in other regions, and they actually appreciate the effort that he puts in where we never appreciated that. Uh, yeah. I, you know, I, I think it's just the honeymoon phase and once they get to know him more, he'll come out more and everything will be like it was here. Probably. Well, when Reg first joined, uh, we received notice almost immediately from a certain member in the region about warning us to be very careful with Reg and his behavior. Um, it wasn't until about a year or so later where we really started to witness Reg's power hunger and his... Um, I disagree. I disagree. Reg came after me real quick and I had to put my foot on his pulse and remind him that I was the head bitch. But continue, Obi. Continue. No, I was just going to say that um, for two years almost, I was really the only one defending Reg uh, that he deserved a chance to prove himself. And I'm actually kind of glad he was chancellor a month ago. It really, it finally got to set in people's minds that this is who Reg is. He's never going to be just a regular guy. He's never going to understand the position. Um, He's very power hungry. And he is going to do whatever it takes to be chancellor and to lead the region and be the big guy. Because for... All the time he's been in the Allied States, he's always been competing against one person, TNR. And it really bothers him, I think, that he can't beat TNR. Yeah. I don't know why. I was wary of him with all the notices. I was like, ah, he wanted to get involved in NRI, and I was like, 
maybe not. Try something else. But then, you know, I warmed up to him, and then, you know, stuff happens, you know. With all I mean, the, like, assistance and advice and help that several of us have given him, he doesn't really seem like he wants to listen, that he just thinks what he did was right, um, everyone else was wrong, his chancellorship was a major success, and it was halted by a witch hunt of the region versus him. Yeah. Well, here's what I'll say. <laughs> and this is not a knock on Reg. I mean, it'll come across that way, but it's really not meant to be. He plays the politics game. He tries to be, I don't want to say manipulative, but manipulative and build support in the shadows and then tries to rise, the chancellorship or some other important position. And I think the thing is, is it's not that he's, he's just not very good at it because I don't think he has anybody who is so loyal to him that they won't, that they won't go and go against him. And I think that's something that he struggles with is because I think he constantly reaches out to people and I don't know, he's done it to me in the past and say, hey, can I have your support? Hey, I'll give you this if you support me, blah, blah, blah. Your support's so important. And I'm sure he's reached out to you, Obi, and you, Lewis, to talk about, hey, if you support me, I'll give you X, Y, and Z position in the government. Well, here's the thing. I have received those notices from Reg before, and all of them which I've received have all been empty promises. Just like I mentioned in my essay, I was first promised the attorney general position. And for a while, we were even talking about me being the secretary of state while he was the chancellor. What did I receive instead? The secretary of culture. Yeah. Now, would anyone like to tell me, what does the secretary of culture do? I can tell you. I've done Can it. you? Yes. It, is it The job actually varies depending upon the chancellor because under some chancellors, it's more of a role-play-focused job with uh, other things and other things, other aspects. Like when I'm usually interior, the chancellor usually gives me, you know, the hall of culture and some other culture-y things since I'm at it and then usually focuses on role-play with culture. But under some administrations, they just get the Secretary of Culture, all the culture, all the cultural things like uh, the Hall of the hall of Theaters and stuff and role play and anything you can think of that's culture. Long story short, it's so far away from what you were promised. Yeah, I was basically shafted and told I would be the attorney general, and then for a while I was talking with him about being the secretary of state, and I was never promised the secretary of state, but we talked about it for a while, and then eventually he was just like, eh, nah, man, just, just take culture. Who got 
Attorney General. Mitchonia in the beginning. And then when Mitzi resigned, I became the Attorney General. And then I resigned. And then you became the uh, the if you proved yourself, you can be Attorney General. And then when he fired you, he gave someone else the Attorney General. He had about four Attorney Generals during his term, so. I can look it up. I think I did that list. I think it was Well, I think, I think the thing that it is, is that he tries to spread himself too thin on some of these promises. And I think that's really the issue. I think that if you're going to have this kind of support group that you're trying to build, it needs to be the people you promise need to be the ones that you're actually going to fulfill on. And you need to make sure that you're not making promises you can't keep. And I think that's something that he does is that he wants everyone's support and he doesn't, and he thinks, hey, if I got Mitzi's support and he wanted to be AG, that's great. That can bring on more people. Obi will take whatever I give him because he's not going to go anywhere. He's more of someone that I can generally count on. And I think that's something that you have to watch out for is, hey, when you're building this kind of network is that you want it to be people that you can trust 100% if you're going to promise people positions for votes and what else they can turn out for you. But also um, that you don't have to let people down because that just cares at your credibility. And I think that's kind of the thing that he, he does. He thinks that he can – I think he overextends himself when he makes these promises to try to build a coalition and it ends up being more detrimental than helpful. I think he tries way too hard to be Donald Trump. I think his mentality is, oh, I'm going to get the best people for the job. I don't care who they are. I don't care about loyalty to people. I want the people who are going to do the best job they can, the best job for me, rather. And I think he's trying to play into the I'm Donald Trump. Yeah, and I think as with the Don, he's realizing that that's a 36% approval. Actually, that's a little high for him. Donald Trump's approval rating is 45%. His approval rating is 36%. According to who, MSNBC? Uh No, according to Gallup. According to the Gallup poll. Um... But you know, I mean, you can you can choose if you don't believe Gallup polls, but that's fine. Well, it doesn't matter. The talk is about Reg, not Donald Trump. Reg's approval rating is like less than Donald Trump's, like three point six percent. But I think the thing is that he needs to be careful on what he does, and I really do hope he joins. If he's going to come back to the region, to realize that you can do things in the region without having to be in government, and that is the most important thing he can learn. Because once he can do that, people will respect him more. Until I think he's just in the cabinet, but nobody's going to give him a cabinet spot after what happens. That too. 
I don't think people can trust him to be in their cabinet. Yeah. I mean, you plan on running for chancellor. Would you consider Reg for your cabinet post? I've considered it. Would I is a different question. Right. The only position where loyalties lie. If I was chancellor, the the only position I would really trust to have Reg in would be, I mean, he's proven that he overextends the Department of Interior. He took that and ran away with it. I couldn't trust him as attorney general, and that's probably the lowest cabinet position in the cabinet. I would trust him for secretary of culture. Maybe treasury or state would be... I don't know. Because as we've seen with all these taxes and regulations that he's writing up for states, I wouldn't trust him as the treasury secretary either. I mean, best case scenario, you choose someone to be secretary of interior who is not going to go inactive. Like if you put someone like I'm I'm just going to name TNR because we know TNR is not going to go inactive. You put someone like TNR as the Secretary of Interior and then have Reg be as the deputy. I mean, I'm thinking that's the best case scenario if I was a chancellor. But I also wouldn't put TNR as the Secretary of Interior. Mm, Yeah. Yeah, I think that there's, I don't know. I think it's hard. I think he's in a hard position, really. He's definitely cornered, and he kind of put himself in that corner. Yeah. But are there any other topics we can talk about besides Reg? Because as much as I could talk about Reg for days and hours, I already do. <laughs> There's got to be more um, in- entertaining stuff to discuss than just Regina. I don't know. What is Lewis going to do in the world map role play with all his super religions? I want to convert the world, first off. My biggest question right now is whether or not I should have a lower chamber in my, like, council of the divine, which would become more of, like, a synod. And so I'm debating on whether or not I should, like, retroactively put in a lower chamber, which could be really fun and interesting, but I'm not sure. Hmm. I have well, not been following the religion in the world map roleplay, so I have no idea what's going on with any of that. 
Yeah. I don't know if I'll be able I... to convert the world, but I'm going to try. We were talking earlier, though, that we need to get more people to actually get involved in a role play rather than just sit and wait for things to come. Yeah. I think once we get the war back on track, that'll be a big boom. I agree. We just need to organize it and then do it and blow up some people. Preferably the communists. We do kind of need an allies versus axis powers in the role play. We need to kind of formally formally, um, divide the world into who are the good guys and who are the bad guys. I think that would really influence a lot and kind of make people more interested rather than just have these um, discussions of what are we going to do. Yeah. No, I agree. I think that... um... We need to um, definitely do that. I think it's important for us to come up with a real plan, honestly. I think the thing will be is that we could have a communist versus non-communist part of this because we have, what, Britarvia, Free State, Lithuania, and... CD land kind of all going communist on the other continents and I mean honestly if the rest of the powers want it from where I am from my part of the continent from Aurora want to go get involved and take CD land from the communists we can do that that would be part of the role play I think it's just deciding what people want to do and making sure that there's a plot line. Yeah. Another thing that we discussed, Lewis, before you got here, which we did discuss basically everything, was... um, the future of the courts, because we kind of agree on this, that by having the same people, meaning Imperium and JD, it's really hard to get new people involved with the justice system. And I recommended having someone like Georgiana become the chief justice and having JD be an associate justice, and then getting someone else, preferably someone new, to actually learn on the Supreme Court, and having, well, it's already in the process because there's a bill to change this. Instead of having a civil court, which Imperium is seeing all of the issues with now, and having an appeals court where that third justice is barely seeing anything, it's now going to be back to the old style, which we once had of one chief justice and two associate justices of equal um, power. 
And I wanted to get your thoughts on that. Well, I think um, doing how Georgiania did with having two, with having a more fair court, you know, without the structure how it was and having more justices hear the case, but also having an appeal process is really going to help. And one of the things that are it's complicated to get into the judicial system because you need a lot of knowledge on the laws. And so I think we really need to reemphasize um, taking law courses, which I offer, and I might be the only one who offers them, question mark. But I think, you know, you are. going back to school and learning these laws in our university would be, help a lot of new people and give them the confidence they need to really sit on the court. Well, I have a special announcement. We have the chancellor on the phone. Pepe, you can't hide Pepe anymore. Here? Oh, God. Shell's enjoying the show for like the last 20 minutes now. How long have you oh, fucking been here? Oh, well, I thought when y'all were talking about Regina. So. Well, I was enjoying it. So. <laughs> I got called out, sadly. You did get called out. Mr. I did get called out. Yeah. After two hours and 20 minutes of this show. Well, I've been here for 20 minutes, so. I would like now to remind whoever. I want to remind anyone who is listening in on this program. I'm not at home right now. I've decided to take a walk to the country club, like, a few blocks away. Mm. So I have no idea who's here or who's listening. But this is an open mic show, so if you call into the um, show, you won't be muted. You'll be able to talk. Please feel free to call in whenever or however you'd like. Yes, whoever you are, guest nine. Yeah. I call in. We have nine guests? Uh, no. You don't have five, but... <laughs> well, we've had nine guests you at had some nine. point. You had nine. That's a victory in itself. Before Lewis and Pepe got on, Hunt and I basically talked about everything. We discussed Regina at length, and I have no problem. Yeah, and I have no problem talking about Regina some more. I love talking about Reg. He's a very close guy. The best. The best. And we've talked about. The Senate, we've talked about the courts, we talked about the states, we talked about the role plays, we talked about everything. Pepe, is there anything in particular you would like to talk about? I mean, what have you not talked about? I don't want to sound like a broken record. Um, I mean, if we're talking about the courts right now, uh, I I do agree that just overall the last month has been um, somewhat chaotic in the courts. Uh, That's why... Uh, I knew that Arbor, and that's why I appointed Pierre Rock first was because I knew Arbor was going to be leaving courts. Um, that's why I appointed GG uh, right now. My goal is uh, one month, uh, I think JD comes up for a renomination in mid-April uh, to see how the state of courts then. Um, the only reason why I didn't want GG to be um, Chief Justice yet is I wanted her to get that a uh, little bit of experience as an associate justice. Uh, I've never been a big fan of someone going directly to that chief justice role. Just like for chancellor, I'm not a fan of someone going directly to the chancellor role. You should be in the cabinet. 
think the Senate should be a senator before you're a speaker. Uh, so I'm looking forward to, uh, you know, mid-April, seeing what's going to happen there. It's been chaotic. It's been nasty at times. Um, talking to a lot of the parties involved. I'm hoping with the new legislation that we have from DG, from a lot of members of the region and the center right now, that's going to fix that issue. Um, but, yeah, it's been very um, insightful looking at the courts for the last month. I agreed. I said oh. earlier on that I think having JD as an associate justice would be a lot more beneficial right now because I think we kind of rushed him into the chief justice role um, where I think many would agree that as great as it is, I think we need to sort of look at how JD has uh, performed in the past couple months and realize right now the associate justice role is probably a better fit for him until he gets a little bit more experience as an associate justice and then he can be chief justice again. Um, I think Georgiana is a great fit eventually and I agree with what you did, especially as I've now mentioned a dozen times, especially now that the laws are being reset to the old ways of having just one chief justice and two associate justices where everyone is basically on equal ground. Yes. Um, and I will say on JD, uh, considering, uh, looking back, because I think I was the one who appointed JD uh, to chief justice rule. I want a second. Um, I'm impressed by how much he has grown. That being said, I think for his sake, politically, um, and for the sake of the courts, it might be a good idea for him to take a step back from that chief justice role, even if it's just for a month. Um, it would do wonders for him and wonders for the court, considering just how um, volatile it got, um, especially during that citizenship act. Uh, right. Yeah, so last month. Uh, like Which we... During the um, CDLAN uh, chancellor podcasting we did this weekend, I really would not have wanted to be either of those justices last weekend. Well, I think that's a very good point about how not how the courts need to be readjusted in order to have more balance and not I think people kind of when you've been serving on the courts together for God, at least six months it's I'm sure they get testy with each other because they don't always agree. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a very tough uh, position, especially as the region has evolved. Uh, the courts become much more influential. And at the same time, you have justices who have been here for a while who develop uh, philosophies. Um, and a lot of times they become very uh, personally in trust in all of these cases. So you're going to eventually get to this point, um, to what we saw last weekend, so that's where um, rebalancing uh, the courts comes into play. Um, and I'm hoping now uh, with DG in place, um, and we'll see what happens in mid-April, um, that we can get back to order. Mm-hmm. On another part of your cabinet, uh, mm-hmm. Pepe, mm-hmm. Gregory is gone. You need a new Secretary of Culture. Um, yes, yeah, so there'll be. A, I just did a podcast about an hour ago, a five-minute podcast on 
were announced that I'll be naming an interim um, secretary for the next two or three days. If he still has to came back by the end of this week, then he's done. Um, love the guy. He's done tremendous work. He had, we had tremendous plans, um, especially with the wiki that we were going to do. Sadly, he's gone. Um, my Mentally, I, I know Obi probably doesn't know this, but um, I was thinking of Obi or Brett after listening to Obi talk about his not, you know, his dislike for the office. <laughs> you know, twenty minutes ago when it came to Virginia. It's not. It's not so much my dislike for the office. It had more to do with that I was promised to be attorney general, and then yeah. I was having a conversation with Reg about mm-hmm. possibly being the secretary of state. That then I was just sort of handed. Uh, how about culture? And I just sort of like, are you fucking kidding me right now? I think when it comes to culture, a lot of times it depends. Uh, Lewis talked about earlier about how that office varies by person. To me, uh, when it comes to culture, because I want to say it was a department I created back in January, January or February, uh, Bataria was the first secretary. Um, it was meant to kind of dilute uh, the workload of the interior department. Because if you remember back, you know, a year or two years ago, especially in TAR towards the later half, the Imperial would do culture, role play, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, a little bit treasury as well. Um, so now what I want to do was kind of divide that up, give that to the culture department so they can do the role play. They can do projects such as the week. I'm such a history buff, um, and I love going back to our regional history and celebrating that. Uh, so that's something that culture will also do, or what I want culture to do. Um, so that's why I put such an importance on that decision. Someone like uh, Regina, who may not value uh, culture, uh, I'm not speaking for himself, but if he doesn't value that department, uh, you're going to see that where it's treated as a second-class cabinet position. Well, little did you know I named myself interim secretary of culture, seeing as I'm the only director in that director department. Like, mm-hmm. So <laughs> I took over. You missed that. It was in the first hour. I think I just I named myself uh, acting secretary okay. of culture. Well, I didn't think <laughs> I didn't think you'd care, and if you did, I really didn't care. So it was, it was kind of here or there. Well, I mean, no wonder culture has skyrocketed in the last hour or so. You know, exactly. Yeah, it's tremendous leadership. We also it's, talked about it's be your. <clears throat> we also talked about your parade of chancellors and yeah. tar presidents. I yeah. don't know if you got to hear that or not. Um, I did not. We, yeah, we briefly talked about that because oh, I never even got to mention this. I'm looking forward to when the topic for Reg comes up because you know that Tomorrow. was wa- well. There you go. Well, that was while I was taking a break from the region. So I got to miss all of Reg's first chancellor term. I would love to hear formally from more people of exactly what happened because everything I've heard was basically just fights, 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 and then Zach beat him. Uh, well, he, he was running him back. Yeah. He beat Zach. Right. To get the position. Yeah. What and it happened because of me. 
I was the deciding vote. I can tell Zachary loved that vote, by the way. Um, yeah. Yeah. That uh, the day that election happened, because I was talking to Zachary, because I I wasn't his campaign manager, but I was helping a lot with his campaign, because um, by then I was not a fan over Jonah. Um, and I just recall that specific election, how much uh, Zachary was uh, PO'd by uh, your vote. That's. Well, I will tell you that I had thought that Zachary was going to win, and I had promised my vote to Rajonia. Mm-hmm. And Lewis is still on the call, can confirm yes. that he and I got into an argument about it because I had told him to vote for Zach and to make sure that we had five votes for Zach mm-hmm. before I cast my vote. And then it ended up we lost a vote from the Zach vote, and it was 4-4, and I was like, fuck. I don't want to deal with Rajonia bitching at me, so... Just take it over, Joni, or go for it. And then I was like, well... I had to go back one at a time. Okay, I'll talk. (laughs) (laughs) Hunt's mic has been going out a few times throughout the episode, so it's a little bit delayed and it's hard to tell when Hunt is about to speak. Yeah, I'm wondering if that's a talk show issue because I've had my um, the call drop before, even though I have perfect reception here in Northern Virginia. So. Well, you need to get Verizon. You I do have Verizon. Verizon. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> uh, well, I got Verizon in 2015, I think. Yeah, so two years now. I've always had Verizon. Uh, I used to have Sprint when I first got my iPhone, which I hated by the end. Yeah. But um, just going on that um, hunt thing, um, yeah, so essentially what happened was there was the Buxton vote. Uh, the Senate vote goes back then. You have to be a member of the Senate. Uh, and Regina lost that election to Libertarian Washington. And then that was the Lewis, the first time Lewis and I went against each other in chance of the election. Yes. That kind of all ties back. That we were thinking about impeaching Reg before that Buxton yeah. uh, Senate run. It, it's funny because I was talking to Arbor when we were new, when the impeachment process happened last month, how history repeats itself. Because it was literally the same thing that happened last time. Uh, C.D. Lane was chancellor first, Regina became chancellor, Regina almost gets impeached, and it, then it's you and me in an election. Yeah, that is... Uh, it, yeah. It, it's funny how history repeats itself. My history professor said, uh, history never repeats itself, but it often rhymes. So... Ah, well, well, sounds like a wise guy. But that is strange. So I have an update. We have lost our guest number nine. After oh, no. He said, what if it's Reg? And I said, I hope it is. And then they left the chat. It was no. Reg. <laughs> we, we found him and then he ran. It'd be wonderful Probably. if that was Reg. <clears throat> Although knowing Reg, if it was him, he would have called in and started blasting us. Yeah. 
Well, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. That was a great chancellor, okay? We're going to make the United States great again. Let me tell you something, Mr. Obito. Oh, dear Lord. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I know y'all were talking about for Jonah and his issues, uh, the many issues that he has, uh, to say the least. Uh, I was thinking about this uh, two nights ago this is when I was starting to prepare for the prayer of chancellors. Uh, you know, you mentioned how he wants essentially to be TNR. That's something yep. that TNR has. Um, I know, just looking back, I have to agree. He very much, I'm not, I'm not sure if it's something from his childhood, that he has an acceptance issue, um, but for whatever reason, he does. Think and of it this he, way, and I yeah. think a lot of people have noticed this. Think about... Um, when he was attempting to grill me on Discord uh, what time? a few weeks ago. <laughs> okay. And all he could ever say was, who has the girlfriend here? Oh, but at least I have a girlfriend. Like, excuse me, bitch. I was fucking engaged to my fiance for like three years. You want to talk about you having a girlfriend for a month and a half? Good for you. <laughs> Applause. Wonderful. But uh, I think it's really a com- it's a competition with him. He has to have one up on somebody, and if he doesn't, that's a problem. And he, well, I, I don't have a problem. I don't have a problem with someone being competitive. I feel I'm competitive. Doesn't look like it, but you know, personally, you know, I try to be you know a competitive person because I like that competitive edge. But there's a difference between being competitive and just treating people horribly, um, and that's just looking back, um, when I was looking at the Sabreland stuff when he was Chancellor, I think for me it just goes back to how he treated RNS back in um, October, November ish during a, a speaker debate, uh, or it was an election one or two. Um, and I think that's what, for me, just turned me off from him. Um, you know, he's not, he doesn't like accepting failure, uh, he likes putting the blame on other people, which is the unfortunate thing. I agree. I think that he he definitely has a God complex where he has to be the best. And I thought it was funny when he was like, look who has the girlfriend. Like, that's the be-all, end-all of success. I'm sorry, I didn't realize dating someone made you a valid person. I think it's I, even I mean, more than a competition. I think with Reg, it's that he has to put other people down because he has to have one up on somebody. I mean, he's trying to put down TNR because he can't beat TNR. He so badly wants to beat TNR, but he doesn't have anything to really compete with because TNR is loved and wanted and accepted in the region, and Reg isn't. Well, it was like when he... I think the first person he set his eyes on of as competition that he wanted to beat was me. In the very beginning when it was like he told me I was irrelevant, a thing of the past, and no one would uh, that I had no voice in the region and blah blah blah. It was like you're not that cool. And I <laughs> when I told you and T and R and Bitsy about it. Everyone turned on him real quick. 
I think he, I just overall, I think he has to grow up. Um, it's not all about him. Um, it's not everything that's happened to him isn't because of other people. It goes back to himself. Um, mm-hmm. And for two years now, he won't accept that reality. And until he doesn't accept that reality, we're just going to go in circles and circles where it's going to be another witch hunt, another witch hunt, uh, which is unfortunate because I've said this before, you know, for everything that's wrong with him, he does have a talent. He can be a, you know, positive for the region. The problem is he's stuck in his own world. Um, and what was that, that reality that was going around him, it, for which is why he gets bashed uh, viciously at times. Um, and it's just unfortunate overall. Yep. So I have a question for all of you. Sure. Ask Pepe. No, I'm not gay. (laughs) Why are you anyway? Pepe, after you're done being chancellor, whenever that is, who would you like to see be chancellor? And I guess who would you guys want to see be the next chancellor after Lewis? Um, Lewis for sure. Towards uh, sometime this year. Um, Arbor, and Arbor is Arbor doesn't get the credit he deserves. Arbor almost had a heart attack two weeks ago or a week ago, and oh, really? the same day he was still on you know the region working at late as much as I told him not to get on Discord. Um, he's way way um, uncredited for what he does for this region. Um, so I can't wait to see him run eventually. I think long-term, someone like a GG, someone like a, a Steven, um, I wouldn't mind seeing even an OB term down the line. Um, so it, my preferred someone new, because uh, you're only going to grow once you get uh, new ideas. Um, but, you know, as long as it's someone who's dedicated to the region, someone who's energized for the region, you know, I'll be happy with anyone, really, except, you know, one person. I think with Arbor, I think the thing about Arbor is that he's somebody that everyone silently loves and respects, but he doesn't get the public credit that he deserves. Everyone knows that he's a wonderful uh, contribution to the region. Everyone knows that the things that he does are phenomenal, but not that many people publicly acknowledge that. He's very uh, introverted um, to an extent, uh, which is something that he kind of has to break out of because you can only get so far in this region without being uh, a part of that culture, that community aspect, which he's trying. Um, And that's something I hope that he attempts to break out of uh, sooner rather than later. Yeah. I think Brick put together a really good campaign last time, and I hope that he makes another attempt at it. Yeah, I agree. I I think it was a very well-thought-out campaign, so. I've already said... Yeah, you you can go ahead, because I've already said who I think Uh, will be chancellor at some point. 
No, I was just going to say, I think Brick, um, considering his uh, TAR presidency, has grown a lot in the last, what, year and a half, two years almost. Um, and he's learned from that experience. He's learned from being, you know, state governor, um, working in the cabinet over the last few years. Uh, his time will come. I'm, I'm sure of it. His time will come eventually. So I've already said who I think will be chancellor, but I'll repeat it because I'm not sure if Pepe got to hear. I definitely think that Lewis is probably the next big one in line. Um, I think Georgiana is someone who's going to come eventually within like six to nine months from now. Um, I think JD is someone who's going to be chancellor around the summertime. And I as well would not be shocked to see if Arbor Mist decided to make a run for the chancellery. Um, you already alluded to it. I already said so before. I've considered running for chancellor again. I would love to have another shot if the region was willing to give me one. Um, I don't think that I can properly or really um, effectively convince people that it's going to be different than the last time because a lot of people will probably still view me based on how my chancellorship was um, two years ago or a year and a half ago, whenever that was. But like you said... I mean, just like you said, under different circumstances, I think maybe it would have been a different outcome. That's all I yeah, would say. Yeah, I was going to get to that. Um, I think if it had just been, you know, even three months down the line, it would have been a totally different story. I think whoever was in that position as first chancellor, you know, considering the, you know, the non-stability in the region at the time, um, I think it was very important um, you know, that entire chancellor term, but whoever was going to be that chancellor, they were essentially uh, doomed from the start. Um, but I think it would be foolish to judge you on just that one term because I, I don't think that, that many people would have succeeded. It was also a very different time in the region. Everything was starting to come together after the merger. We had a whole new set of laws to be made. I didn't even understand the chancellery. I didn't even understand what my position or power really was. And in those times, I didn't have any power. I was basically the rubber stamp of whatever the Senate said. I don't think you could even sign those at the time. I vaguely remember. I was able to sign the bills, but I wasn't able to veto them. Oh, Which, I, I remember that because I know that was one of your um, your big points uh, before, you know, everything blew up, um, how you couldn't veto bills. It was like sign or veto bills, but I remember that was a big point back then. Yeah, because I was one senator. If I didn't believe in something, everyone would say, well, you're a senator, just vote against it. Yeah, but I'm still just one senator. So if I was faced with something as the chancellor that I had to sign into law, whether I believed it was best for the region or not didn't matter because it was whatever the Senate decided was law. 
Yeah. But that, that's, that's where we were a legislative-led region at that point. I happen to think that the parliamentary system was a huge flop. We had to try it out, but I think it was a horrible idea. Uh, it was too much change during a time that was essentially just change. Uh, you can't expect, you know, with everything that came with the merger uh, for us to also switch governments at the same time and our government style. I, you know, the same thing, you know, with the overturn, maybe if we had parliamentary a couple months down the line, that could be a different story. Um, but it, that's it's something even now in my administrative term um, that I consider is to not overcomplicate stuff. And I feel that parliamentarian government at the time of the merger just overcomplicated um, that entire era, and which resulted in um, that messy first couple of weeks uh, after the merger. Yeah. Well, we have, I think, covered literally everything in this region that has ever happened, will happen. And I'm, we are almost at three hours. Wow. Are we, are we wow. coming towards the end? Because I need to then go back home and uh, get to my computer again. You know, I would go other things they want to talk about. Well, I can give my list of who I think should be chancellor. Yes, yeah, we we never got to hear Lewis's list. Right. Oh, yeah. So, um, you know, I would like to be chancellor one day, so I'll throw that out there. But I'm not going to put these in any specific order because I don't know when they'll happen or when they should happen. But some names that I'd like to see are Brick. He had a really good campaign. Arbor. Arbor's ran a couple times, but he's always dropped out. I've always wondered how he's going to do in an election. Um, Gigi. If Gigi can be active and really engaged in the region, she would be a big hit. Um, I'd like to see Obi again. JD could be good. And, you know, since Truk came back, he might be a good one, too. I would put Truk in the same category as Georgiana. If Truk can actually prove that he's going to stay active in the region and not just run off in another couple of weeks like he typically has been in the past, then I could definitely agree Truk is probably a very serious candidate for chancellor at some point. Um, I don't see that happening this upcoming elections and probably not the next one after that either. If Truk does stay active and proves that he can be a contributing member to the region, I could definitely see that as well. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see. I think either way, if not this election... um the one in June, it's going to be very interesting to watch. I think we're in for a very exciting um, couple of elections in the next couple of months, especially December time. Yeah. Well, I'm going to need to run for Senate. 
Do you believe Reg will? Um, I think Reg is going to run for everything because Reg thinks he should be every position. I just really wonder if maybe JD might run for Senate or some other people who haven't who've been active in other parts of government but haven't been senators in a while will be senators or will want to be senators. Yeah. So, guys, we're now running up on close to three hours of the show. And I believe we've covered just about everything that there is to cover. Uh, have we covered um, Regina yet? No, I don't know. Still, we we could talk about Regina. <laughs> and try to make the longest radio show in Regions history. I think if, we're at that point now. If this, if this doesn't break it, I think at some point that's definitely something I'm going to want to attempt, but it'll definitely require some more planning and actually getting people on the show from the very beginning instead of waiting um, until an hour ago or whenever Lewis first came on in order to get someone besides just me and Hunt talking. Um, That's what happened to us um, when we were doing that season and podcast last week because we had talked. Well, we actually had been talking for like four hours at that point, but we've only recorded like about an hour and a half before you and uh, Regina joined. So that was a you, you should have clicked record again when Regina joined. Oh no, it was still recording. If you go to uh, the file, you can hear everything uh, when he joined there, and um, to the point where after he left. Huh. That's interesting. My my biggest regret, it, out of everything I've done here in past, my biggest regret is when we were doing that raw talk. I think it was us three, uh, Hunt, Obi, uh, when he joined it right after we had finished recording. I think that's exactly what I was talking about when he came oh. in and like blew up. Oh, I thought you talking about the one from this Saturday. No, no, but no, yeah, no. That, oh, no, but that is my biggest regret. You definitely should have kept on recording that because that was gold. Well, he what, just wouldn't shut up. I know. Right? Well, what sucked was not that he joined like a couple minutes after I stopped recording. Literally, the second I stopped recording, and the problem with talk shows is you can't restart. So once you stop recording, it's done. You got to redo the link. That's why I don't like talk show that much. Um, but literally, the, the minute I stopped recording, he joined. I was like, ah. Uh, if Barbara had just talked for a little bit more, you know. Uh, only. I would like to end the episode here, though. So thank you, Lewis and Pepe, for calling in. Yes, thank you. And uh, next time that we do this, we definitely have to have the other callers on for the entire show rather than just the last hour and last half hour of it. Um, but thank you guys for calling in. We appreciate it. I liked it. 
Thank you. And thank you, Hunt, for uh, reminding me and pushing me to do the episode because I actually kind of forgot that it was the 30th tomorrow. Well, I want to make sure that we're on schedule. Yep. So, as I alluded to earlier on in the recording, this was the third episode of Hunteria and I's uh, broadcast together on Cosmo Radio. We do episodes together every 10th, 20th, and 30th of every month. This is also the 10th episode after close to four years of Cosmo Radio. We finally got to number 10 with some breaks in between of our episode recordings, but we're back now. And I want to thank all of you who probably won't listen to the entire three-hour broadcast of this episode, but even if you listen into a short bit of it, we thank you because we always enjoy the support. This episode of Cosmo Radio was brought to you by Truk and the Allied Republican. Thank you, Truk, for paying me and uh, telling me to advertise your business on the air because I love receiving money, and money is good. And but Truk, this if you has... feel me, I'll be up. I'm open for <laughs> for paycheck. I, I, I'll pay you. Um, I'll pay you a cut of what Truk pays, and if anyone else wants me to advertise their business on Cosmo Radio, you could, of course, PM me about that and we'll discuss as well. Uh, Hunteria will receive 50% of everything that I make, which is not a lot. It's only like a few hundred dollars. But this More has been the... Have. Right. This has been the 10th episode of Cosmo Radio. We appreciate you all for listening. I love you all and peace out. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.